Right now. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's time to reclaim your health and arm up your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into the flu and cold season. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com backslash CMOS. Again, that is athleticgreens.com backslash CMOS to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Happy Tuesday to the CMOS girlies for all those that are listening to this podcast. It's a Saturday AM. Emma and I are, you know, in the streets of Manhattan. What's up, dog? Oh, not much. Just did the usual morning routine of just waking up really early I went on a beautiful walk in the mornings I think you talk about this oftentimes when you go on your Sunday morning runs about how nice and pleasant it is to not see any people or cars on the streets in the mornings and I really just appreciate an early morning walk on the weekends for that exact reason because you can't be bothered by anyone or anything it's just you and your thoughts um I messed around at the gym, played with some kettlebells, and then had <laughs> breakfast. I My workout routine for lifting is just so random these days. I just kind of do whatever I feel like. I'm not following any particular regimen because I don't care that much deep down. And I'm sure me, how I lift weights isn't even that effective. And I'm like, mm, something's better than nothing, right? Yeah, no, I agree. It's um, like, well, then- you don't you don't know what can't hurt you, right? You're, you're doing yeah. the thing. Um, yeah. That's fun. My morning, I was playing this morning. I was running, listening to Taylor Swift. I like have occasional kind of like things from my knee. And I was talking to my PT about this. I was like, is my knee always going to be fucked up? Because I still have like this thing called an edema in it, which is just like fluid buildup. And it like flares up every now and then. And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, damn, that sucks. But my run was fun. Um, Then I got back. And yeah, here we are with this silly little pod in the morning. Um, Recently, I've been on a cleaning bender. I think it was yesterday. I don't know. I think I had the longest day ever Friday. And I like made breakfast, did my usual stick. And then I ate like a lion's mane chocolate. And I also consumed like a little bit of weed. And I got so into the zone. And it's kind of one of those things where you create like 
a a deep hole of like four hours of cleaning it's like at one moment you're just kind of dusting an area and then you're like going and buying like latex gloves and like doing a bunch of shit in your apartment not to say it was bad but I feel like I was inhaling um unjust like unhealthy fumes the whole day but it was fun I think you have to do it every now and then and I hated cleaning not cleaning but my older sister's very type a like spreadsheet girly and so I think as a kid this is some inner child work which I just like cornily posted about on my Instagram but I always would compare myself to her and I was like okay my bedroom isn't as neat as my sister's my bookshelf isn't as organized and then I was like well why do I do it at all if I can't be as like clean as her and now that I have like my own apartment like I can create my own rules and stuff I've started to clean from the idea of like doing it out of love versus like shame or guilt about like feeling like a feral rat in my apartment and it's very interesting I like have this kind of sentence I say of like you know like ideal Kate would love to come home and like have her apartment look like this and like do these certain things and take care of herself in a certain way and it's just like good to shift the motivation of like anything thing you do in life from guilt and shame to love and that's been a theme for me the past like month maybe I've already like talked about that on the pod I don't really know little cleaning hack yeah I am someone who doesn't enjoy cleaning that much I think because like you said at least for me growing up my parents would just make us clean for five hours at a time on the weekends and I was like this is abusive or (laughs) they're like someone play go let me go play on the playground or something or they're like someone's coming over clean your bedroom I'm like they won't be hanging out there they won't be hanging out but yeah so I feel like whenever I see stuff on the ground or if I see dust i'm like "Mm, i'll do that tomorrow but recently i've been like no emma if you see it just do it right then and now then and now versus just like putting it off um so i think it's like helpful at least in the small spaces and when you do live alone just to do like little 10 minute cleaning sessions here and there just makes it easier than doing like a full broad sweeping four hour thing but if that's your jam too go ahead and do it i don't think anyone actually enjoys cleaning and the people who do say they enjoy it i don't trust or believe them yeah Tea. um i had a relaxing friday night yesterday i i baked which is shocking and surprising and i actually followed a recipe there's this one woman i think her account or in, not instagram excuse me her website food blog is called feasting on fruit mm. i remember re- being really obsessed with her probably back in the vegan days because she has a lot of you know vegan gluten-free refined sugar-free all that jazz but they're like actually good and edible mm-hmm. um so i made these paleo oatmeal cookies they called for almond flour which i didn't have so i used the almond protein powder from bob's red mill that i received in a pr package just because i'm like i don't want to have almond protein powder in my smoothie i just feel like that would be a lot um but yeah they turned out good and it's really amazing how food can be edible when you actually follow the recipes versus just like eyeballing shit yeah um so that'll be my fun little snacky snack for this week slay um, yeah love, love that and for then you. my other food moment has been the abraham's baba ganoush i was addicted to this also back in my vegan days and then i think i fell off it and then i couldn't remember recently if i liked the abraham's baba ganoush or not and for people who don't know this is a i think more of a local hummus so you probably can't get it if you live in other regions but new york city and new jersey girlies have probably seen it um and then, yeah, I bought it one day. I was like, wait, holy shit, this is so good. And you know when some people can just eat spoonfuls of pasta sauce because, like, it's so rich in flavor? That's how I feel about this baba ganoush hummus. I could just mm. eat spoonfuls of it. And I swear to God, I go through one of those little containers in the span of two days because, like, it's not a lot of hummus. And if you eat two medium-sized carrots and you're constantly done. dip it in there, you're you're good. You're good. 
You're done for. Um, yeah, my week's been events, and one of the events that Emma and I went to was a Geneva homeowners dinner. You're probably honored, Geneva. Um, there's now over seven thousand CMOS girlies in there, which is crazy because when we first started, it was like four hundred people, and now it's kind of a, at a chaotic point. But we had dinner at a Thai restaurant in Nolita. It was very cute to see all the the homeowner girlies. There were like 30 of us there or something like that. But yeah. just good to do an IRL thing versus sitting in our apartments on our phones like little cave women, I guess. Yeah, it was fun to eat some Thai-inspired food. Um, Geneva is kicking off a week of events in the city that are associated with different groups or homes. And I think they're going to do it in other cities. I know they're going to Texas next. So if you guys follow Geneva on social media... They have like a full itinerary, so it could be fun if you live in the city or elsewhere to partake. I feel like these are really welcoming events and a really great way to make new friends and meet new people. So I highly recommend. I think Sunday they're doing like a book swap and a reading in the park that I might go to since it'll be nice out. Um, so, yeah. We love that. Yeah, Geneva are the homies. Um, I feel like, yeah, once again, you guys are probably in our Geneva, but there's a shit ton of Genevas that you can join outside of CMOS Girlies. So if you're looking for some more niche groups, pop the fuck off. But that gets us into today's episode. It, that does not get us in today's episode. You know what? I try. feel like people use transition phases phrases even when they're not applicable. So I'm going to just roll with that. Okay. Um, today's episode is about gums and stabilizers. I thought about this topic because a um, friend of the pod, Lindsay Rem, who's a social media creator, if you don't follow her, she lives in LA, um, posts a lot about like thrifting, wellness, sustainability. She made a TikTok like last week or some shit like that and was like, yeah, guys, you don't need to be worried about like stabilizers and shit in like gluten-free baked goods. Like the product needs to bind together. And like I commented on it because she like tagged CMOS girlies and like gave us a shout out because we did an episode about seed oils, which you can go back and listen to. But it made me think about like, you know, there are differences between like some of these gums and stabilizers. There's a lot of like weird names and I feel like you see them on food labels. And like when you're, I mean, I know myself, when I'm at the grocery store and I see something like guar gum on a a product I pick up, I'm not going to like Google it in that moment. And so it's kind of good to have like a little bit of like knowledge of that before you go shop. And so, yeah, we thought this episode could be good for the girlies. Yeah. There's been just so much fear mongering. I feel like on the internet recently, especially with like the rise of the animal based diet and people are like, don't consume any type of package or additive stuff. So we're just here to calm the nerves. Um, Sure. There's definitely some stuff that is probably warranted to be cautious about, but you might discover that some of these things are totally safe and fine. There's going to probably be um, a lot of repetitive information that we've spoken about in previous podcast episodes. So if we do touch on a subject, I'll try to, or we'll both try to remember to shout out the other pods that we've done and related to these topics in case you want to learn more. Yeah, because we're big learning, big brain girlies. Um, So I'll call you back and we will get into the app. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Our next partner is a product that Emma and I take every single day. I started taking Athletic Greens because I wanted to find a greens powder that actually blended together. The taste is hands down the best greens powder I've been able to find. It even has a mild tropical taste and you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, adaptogens, you name it. For me, I started taking Athletic Greens because I wanted a supplement that actually tastes great. I've always known that taking a greens powder is a great addition to one's wellness routine, but I could just never get past the unpleasant taste. This completely changed once I started taking Athletic Greens. It tastes so good that I actually look forward to drinking it every morning, something I never knew was possible. Plus, Athletic Greens contains dairy-free probiotics. And let me tell you, my digestion has never been better. Another thing that Emma and I love is that it's the one thing with the best things. Athletic Greens uses the best of best products based on the latest science with constant product iterations and third-party testing. It costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into the flu and cold season. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is go visit athleticgreens.com backslash CMOS. Again, that is athleticgreens.com backslash CMOS to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Hi, CMOS girlies. Our next sponsor is Shady Rays. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered from the sun to the slopes with premium polarized shades, customizable snow goggles, and so much more. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair we've worn. Durable frames and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures. If you don't love them, exchange for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. Exclusively for our CMOS Really listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the new year. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code GIRLIES for 50% off two pairs of polarized glasses. Now back to the show. Okay, besties, let's get into the episode. So this is going to be mainly about gums and stabilizers, but we will just touch on food additives in general. So what is considered food additive? Great question. According to the World Health Organization, food additives are going to be classified really as any substance that is added to any type of food to maintain or improve the safety, freshness, taste, texture, or appearance of said food. And like food additives have been around for centuries. Think about like salt to cure meats, which really dates back to 3000 BC, or even sugar for marmalades and preservatives or preserves and jams. But over time, the use of food additives have skyrocketed and this dramatic increase really started during the Industrial Revolution, which brought about major advances in machinery development and changes in technology when it comes to how we produce food. And so food production, especially with grains and corns, just started to increase at an overwhelming pace. And so new food additives were also developed in relation to this. And before this time, really the main and only common additives that were utilized were pretty much just salt, sugar, vinegar, and oils, which are now just considered really typical standard regular ingredients in most packaged products today. 
And there's the joint FAO and the WHO expert committee on food additives or the JECFA, which is like a really long acronym. And they're basically the international body that's pretty much responsible for evaluating the safety of food additives and what like can and cannot be in these particular products. And so some common food additives that can be found today and that we'll touch on, including some others, are going to include things such as xanthan gum, high fructose corn syrup, sodium nitrate, and ascorbic acid. I'm sure you all have seen these, and they're mostly going to be prevalent, like I said, in the middle of the grocery store and all the aisles where most of the packaged and frozen goods live. Yes. Um, another disclaimer about this episode, or I guess a way to like frame this episode, is when you think about makeup products, it kind of is pretty similar where in the beginning, when you think about like how the first makeup products were like created, which I don't fucking know, um, people were putting together random ingredients. They didn't have like the labs and the chemistry like people and all of the technology that we do have now to formulate makeup. And so the first shit was probably like people rubbing like dandelions on their eyes for eyeshadow, like very natural hippie. Then we started to get chemicals and additives, but we didn't have like the the scientific stuff or the government testing of like what these products were. So in the early days of like any product with consumer safety, like before we had the consumer uh, safety, like bureau, whatever, a lot of products like had cancerous things in them and like were just bad because we didn't know what things were good and bad. And now after we've like learned this thing, these things and have like government programs to check and vet different products, like all across the board. Um, now there's a pushback. Like now we know that like certain ingredients have cancer and we should not ing- include them in products. But where we are now in like 2023 is that it's interesting that people are able to fear monger around different like oils and emulsifiers an example of like food stuff because there is a general fear about like stuff right so even if some of the gums and thickeners we talk about now aren't unsafe people are kind of using that like general idea that like our food system so unsafe like which it is in many ways we've done episodes on it but people do tap into this like fear mongering because it's easy to do so um and i think with makeup products like a lot of i think clean brands and like quote natural and we've debunked that in a different episode will fearmonger like our product doesn't have preservatives in it and some preservatives are bad some preservatives are good and needed and stuff but it's like fucked up that sometimes people want to profit off of fear in order for their thing to sell and so yeah that's just to say keep that in the back of your mind when you do hear someone like fearmongering in like a very um kind of malicious way like i'm always saying with like people with like the carnivore diet sometimes are very disingenuous and being like all processed products are going to kill you it's like no, they're not actually. Um, do you not know that like it's really hard to eat only whole foods and that that would be really inexpensive and a lot of people don't have access to that. So it's just a little bit um, crazy when people go down that rabbit hole. Now to get into gums, thickeners, emulsifiers, you probably hear and like see those different words interchangeably. So these are all used in processed foods most of the time to thicken, emulsify, and stabilize products, meaning it like binds it together. Um, The FDA kind of calls these things as food thickening agents. And then the FDA goes through and approves and bans. When we talked about the episode with like Europe versus the US, remember in the back of your head that the US allows things to go to market and then we test them. But in Europe for a lot of like food additives, they look into food additives before the product goes to market. And so that's why like some stuff maybe has been around in the U- the US for 10 years, then we get study backs and studies back on that ingredient and then it gets banned after the fact. Um now so who if anyone should worry about these things and what are the reasons that you'll see your like wellness freakazoids like fearmonger about this? 
studies that are mostly done on animals show that like the consumption of these gums will cause like gastrointestinal issues and so tummy problems um like bloating gas whatever and so that's kind of like where the fear-mongering lies and now if it's like honest or not we'll get into it now i mean a general thing to think about is like think about how much gum or like thickeners or emulsifiers you're consuming um if you're drinking one glass of almond milk a day that is not that much guar gum going in your system so it's like you're not eating chunks of these things like i hope you're not maybe there's some like weird addictions to i don't know xanthan gum but no one's eating that stuff in quantities where it is super concerning um so i would just consider that when you are thinking about these products now to get into some of the ingredients you have heard of one of them's called guar gum um it comes from the guar bean uh it's an indian cluster bean it's used to stabilize and thicken texture of foods most of the times it's used in things like almond milk yogurt different soups and then also like fiber supplements and it has like the eight times the thickening potency as cornstarch if you've ever cooked with cornstarch before. And so it holds up throughout like freezing and thawing and throughout heat. And it's often used in like gluten-free recipes. It has been linked to some side effects such as gas. Um, but that's kind of if it's like an excess use, um, which can result in these issues of like too much gel in your GI tract. But there's no carcinogenic effects of guar gum, so you don't need to, like, freak out about that. The next one, xanthan gum, another thing that's found in, like, gluten-free shit. Um, it's thickening. It's stabilizing. It's made, actually, in the process of fermentation. And some people freak out about xanthan gum because it's derived from GMO corn and soy. And so those can be, like, food allergens. And so if you're someone that's prone to have, like, a sensitive stomach to anything that's like, has food allergens, maybe think about xanthan gum, like, if you are struggling with like every time I eat this gluten-free like baked good I wonder why my stomach hurts it's like maybe it could be the xanthan gum if you're gum if you're in that case um it's also used in things like non-food items like lotions and medicine toothpaste um and in food it's used in like a lot of baked goods as I said but also jams and sauces and puddings and stuff and then the next one is acacia gum um this comes from the sap of an acacia tree it's found in dairy and then also like soybean products and so um yeah it's even used in like marshmallows like some of those vegan ones and so it holds things together that wouldn't usually like blend well and it's also classified as a prebiotic so it kind of could fuck up your gut in the wrong way um in the way of making you shit too much because it's very fiber rich and then Emma's going to talk about carrageen. Um, it's probably the most controversial that you've seen. And so overall, like xanthan can be sketchy and carrageen is kind of sketchy. And so look at products, like look at the ingredient list. If it has like, you know, 20 plus ingredients, like maybe reconsider. And Emma and I are going to mention some brands at the end that kind of do, you know, prioritize ingredients and kind of avoid these gums and stabilizers if you do want to like steer clear of these things. Yeah. And so carrageenan is probably one that most of us are most familiar with since a lot of us, I'm assuming, drink non-dairy milk. And this is where it's pretty prevalent and common to be found. And I also think, too, with all these gum stabilizers and food additives, when you look at a nutrition label and the ingredient list, food companies have to list what basically ingredient makes up the most of each product. And so, like, let's say you're eating a granola bar and if most of the product is made from oats like oats will be listed first and then it kind of goes down and down until you get to like the least amount and typically these food additives are going to be at the very end but if you do see it as like the second or third ingredient that could be a red flag to maybe reconsider because there's just going to be more of that particular ingredient in that food product um but getting into carrageenan so this is an an extract from seaweed irish moss hello hello 
CMOS. Uh, um, and this is an additive that's used to thicken, emulsify, and preserve foods and drinks. It's mostly found in nut milks and yogurts. And it's also just used as a replacement to gelatin since it's not an animal-derived substance. So that's why it is typically used in that. And I'm sure recently a lot of people have probably seen different non-dairy products or brands say, like, this is carrageen and free. Um, and this is because there's some growing health concerns that a lot of the crazy, healthy, conscious people are really, you know, worried about. Um, but carrageen and containing seaweeds have been used for centuries in preparations for their supposed gelling properties, but it's more of these refined, isolated carrageenans that are found in a lot of the modern processed foods that has raised concerns in these health-conscious circles. And so some evidence suggests that carrageenan can trigger inflammation and can also hurt the digestive system. And a lot of the fear around this additive does stem from a few animal studies that have found the links between the consumption of the carrageenan and the development of different ulcerations in the colon. But one thing to point out is that a lot of these studies use polygenin, which is significantly more detrimental to the health of lab animals than the carrageenan that we typically will find in our food products. And this is really because there's two different types of carrageenan. So there's going to be the degraded carrageenan, which is not approved. It's carcinogenic and has way more health consequences when we do consume it. And polygenin is one that falls underneath this category versus ungraded carrageenan, which is approved for food and is considered safe at this current moment in time when it comes to being included into food. But when we do consume products that have carrageenan in it, such as a nut milk, there is a possibility of still being exposed to these degraded carrageenans. This is where a lot of the fear-mongering, I think, kind of comes from. There was a study done and conducted by Cornucopia Institute, and pretty much they conducted a test and found that a lot of food-grade carrageenans carried at least 5% of degraded carrageenan. And then there's one sample that actually had upwards of 25%. So it definitely sucks as the consumer that you don't really know what you're still consuming, even when you do see the ingredient list on your thing. There's so much cross-contamination that can occur, and there's very little um, ways to really, you know, catch that. I know the Consumer Lab Reports always is putting out studies or lists of, like, what foods contain levels of, like, lead or different carcinogenic properties, I suppose. And so it would be interesting at some point if they did a deep dive on you know, different nut milks and carrageenan and whether some of those contain higher levels of these degraded carrageenans. But like long story short, way more research does need to be done about the health risks of the carrageenan that we personally consume as humans. And so I do think being cautious is warranted, especially if you do experience gut issues. And if you do experience gut issues, this is an area that you could look at and maybe experiment with swapping out for a different type of nut milk brand that doesn't contain carrageenan and see if you don't experience as many gut health issues. Um, and there's also no health value to carrageenan. It's primarily really just used, again, like I said earlier, to help with sick, thicken and emulsify nut milks and other dairy products. And so you're not really benefiting whether you consume it or not. Um, so yeah, this is definitely one area to maybe be mindful of. And there are so many products now on the market and you can find a lot of these nut milks, such as like Malk, Elmerst, um, Three Wishes. I'm sure there's some other brands that are pretty much available at most major grocery stores now. 
Yeah. Another one I was going to say is like a better for you option is simple meals, like all their baked goods. They use like definitely under 10 ingredients. And then another thing, if you want to be total hippy dippy mode is like, you can make your own oat milk. It's fairly easy. There's like lots of variations to do it. And like it, you don't need to go buy that almond cow machine. It's like pretty easy to do. And then you can like make your own cashew cheese if you want to be a full hippy dippy and like really focus on ingredient quality. Um, and so I think another thing to think about is that when you go to a restaurant, you don't know what's going in the product. And if you want to live in like a fear of like not going out and eating at restaurants, that's like your own thing to work through. But yeah, I think it tend to worry about like gums in a nut milk throughout like one serving of coffee you're going to have throughout the day. Like it's not the biggest thing on the like chopping block to worry about. And so when it does come to like gluten-free things and plant milks, like gums and stabilizers are going to be used in most of, most of them, just as like in a lot of makeup products, there are like preservatives. Otherwise the product will literally go bad and like expire. So that's like a safety reason why shit is used and vegan products, like kind of back and forth because there's some of like those, you know, the beyond meats, they use like carrageenan, they're highly processed. They have like things like malodextrin and they're pine sodium. So I'm not saying like never eat those things, but it's like, yeah, it's probably not best for that to be like 90% of your diet. But I don't think people are eating like three servings of Beyond Meat in a day. Um, And we don't once again have like kind of studies on, you know, as Emma said, like unless someone was just eating like eight meals a day with a lot of carrageenan in them, how could you really study if it was like the carrageenan that they ate or the fact that like they went outside in New York City and we live in a very polluted city. Like there's a lot of things that impact your health that we don't think about. So focusing on gums like too much is whatever. Yeah. And then getting into oils, this is one that we've talked about a lot. And I'm sure a lot of you guys have probably heard about, but I thought it was worth touching on just because I also saw that Lindsay Rem TikTok and she was talking about a lot of the oils that are also in like Oatly and other of the barista blends. Um, and I think a lot of people get spooked out about about oils and added and added ultra processed foods so seed vegetable and palm oils are going to be typically added to most packaged goods to make them more creamy palatable and extend the shelf life of the products and again like seed and vegetable oils the reason that they are often added to non-dairy milks or creamers is to make them taste and come across as more milk-like and more creamier and also just to be more shelf stable so that's really the primary reason why they're added there's in my opinion still plenty of amazing brands that don't use seed oils that also taste pretty good but i totally get if you like still crave that really creamy milk-like consistency um but kind of before oil started being added to a lot of these foods most of the time animal fats were used in a lot of i don't want to say like ultra processed foods but in a lot of like foods that did require some sort of like fat agent but these were replaced with vegetable fats and other trans unsaturated fats because they were cheaper and during this time in the 20th century there was a lot of belief that unsaturated fats were healthier than saturated fats and a lot of the animal fats do contain saturated fats but eventually in 2015 the fda banned them and no longer considered these trans unsaturated fats generally safe due to the overwhelming evidence that their link due to their link to heart disease. And this was slowly phased out and like companies can no longer use trans unsaturated fat. So a lot of these food companies were like, holy shit, like we can't use a super cheap fat anymore. We need to find like a different alter- alternative. And this is kind of why now we see way more palm oil and other cheap seed oils now being used on pretty much everything across the board. If you look at any ingredient label, it's going to likely contain one of those oils. And there's 
some legitimate reason to be slightly concerned about seed oils, and it's largely tied to the omega-3 and omega-6 ratio, which again, we've done an episode on seed oils, we've done an episode on like omega-3 healthy fats, so definitely go listen to those. I don't remember what the exact episode numbers are, but you can scroll. Um, But they're both essential, omega-3s and omega-6s are both essential to our body as we cannot make them, so we do have to get them from our particular diet. And it's been believed that a good ratio for humans to have when it comes to omega-3s and omega-6s is like a four to one ratio. So like one gram of omega-3s to four grams of omega-4s. Now, I don't even know how you even are able to test this or know what your levels are. I have no idea what my ratio is. Most people probably don't. So this is not really an area that I think you should be freaking out about, especially if you do eat relatively healthy. And if you I think experience a lot of these different symptoms or diseases or know people that have these diseases that I'm going to touch on in a little bit. It could be due to their imbalanced ratio. And the modern American diet, which is like most concerning, is that most people have in a ratio of like 10 to 1 or in worst cases, 30 to 1. So they're having like 10 grams of omega-6s to 1 gram of omega-3s. And the reason that this is A little alarming is that like omega-3s have anti-inflammatory properties, and these are going to be the EPA and DHA acids. These are the ones that are going to be found like in your fish, chia seeds, flax seeds, and then the omega-6s are more pro-inflammatory. Now, I don't want to like scare people and be like, oh my God, if you contain or if you consume an omega-6 fatty acid, like you're just going to have a bunch of inflammation running through your body because we do still need omega-6s and to really contribute to inflammatory responses in the body and this is like necessary for survival and for the body to ward off any type of disease or pathogen but it's more when you have too much of it that it can lead to chronic inflammation this can lead to diseases such as like heart disease metabolic syndromes diabetes arthritis alzheimer's and even in some extreme cases cancer and so a lot of the oils that have higher levels are going to be your soybean, safflower, which has a ratio of about like 60 to 1, and corn oil, which is about like 71, and then peanut oil. Olive oil still has like a ratio where there's more omega-6s than 3s, but there's also so many other heart-healthy benefits from it due to the polyphenol content in olive oils. And it's not that like seed oils themselves are exclusively bad, but it's having them in excess that it's like not the best idea and additionally these are typically paired with foods that are also going to have extremely refined carbohydrates that are like depleted of nutrients it's going to have a lot of sugar a lot of excess sodium so when you combine those all together just collectively you're doing a lot more damage to your health so for example like oatly and a lot of these creamers they contain these oils but then also on top of that there might be like 10 grams of added sugar and if you're just consuming like a tablespoon of it you're like gonna be fine like i don't think people are pouring you know fucking eight ounces of of this liquid in their in their coffees but if you someone if you're someone who does do that it might be worth reconsidering i'm not going to like tell you what you should and shouldn't do but that's kind of the reason why people get worried about oils i do think this is an area to again be a little cautious of just because you may not experience any of the negative consequences now but like over time it can compound and can result in pretty gnarly diseases that I don't think anyone really wants. Um, and then kind of getting into like which additives are genuinely bad versus like what is just fear mongering and being like overly picky and orthorexic. Like we already mentioned, carrageenan and xanthan gums are a little sketchy. These ones we didn't get in too much depth, but artificial colors, a lot of us know are not necessarily the best, such as like red three, red 40, 
yellow five, yellow six, blue one, blue two, and green three are the ones that you should be most cautious of. This is because a lot of people can experience a lot of reactions to these. And then there's also concerns that they can cause behavioral issues with kids and also potential cancer-causing effects. Artificial sweeteners, this is an area that we have done an episode on a long, long time ago. But basically the TLDR here is that it can cause gut issues, potentially affect hormones and metabolism, and may cause you to actually crave more sugar since a lot of these artificial sweeteners can be a thousand times more sweet than standard sugar. So it like really confuses your body because you're you're not really consuming actual calories. It's not actually processing or digesting it. So you're basically just feeding your receptors on your tongue like this fake sugar substance and then just wants more and more and more of it. And then PFAs, which are forever chemicals, these are more going to be found in your food packaging, but they can leach into water and into our like food and also our water supply. And these are considered forever chemicals since they don't really ever break down in the environment of our body. And then nitrates and nitrates, these are going to be found in a lot of cured meats and deli meats. And these form nitrosamines in the body, which can, again, increase your risk of developing cancer. But there's still plenty of brands that don't can or don't utilize these, such as like Applegate. So those are just kind of like maybe the ones that if you do have a shopping list, these are the ones that you can kind of look out for and maybe try to avoid if possible. But I'm sure most e-muscarlies, like you're probably hyper aware of ingredient lists, which can be a good and bad thing at times. Um, So I'm sure these are things that you're already avoiding. And again, it's not like you're consuming 10 grams of a lot of these additives. It's probably like a very, very minor amount. So here and there, you're not going to die. So you can definitely chill out for the most part, I would say. Yeah, like anything with wellness, it's like definitely all about your background. Like if you come from a past of like orthorexia, then like this is not something you should worry about. But if you're someone that like doesn't consider that when you're shopping, then like maybe start to consider it. So yeah, I'm I'm guessing the average CMOS girly doesn't need to worry about this stuff. Um, maybe there's a few, but I hope you guys learned something. As always, a pleasure to pod with you, dog. It's a pleasure to pod with you as well. And yeah, there's so many brands on the market now that are quote-unquote like better for you i think we mentioned a lot of nut milks you mentioned simple mills um there's like siate and probably a bazillion brazilian more which is like exciting to see a lot of demand in this area of like healthier for you i don't know tortilla chips or like pita chips or like what are other chip alternatives i don't know yeah Um, cheetos like there's like hippies for example i'm sure they're that's like a good brand to maybe consider i don't know i don't really like shop down those aisles just because they're kind of expensive for me but you know you don't have to be deprived of good food is what i'm trying to say nah and if you find that you are spending a lot of money because you are buying these brands then it's like switch it up and just eat some whole foods or eat some stuff that is cheaper i don't know i find if i like stock my pantry with like every single simple mills product that's like not affordable for me so yeah i just you know be buying my Japanese sweet potatoes and then occasionally get the random shit. Yeah, just eat the Japanese sweet potato and convince yourself that it's something else. Yeah, we love it. Um, anything else on your docket for this, you know, lovely rainy Saturday dog? Um, I don't know. I might just walk somewhere. Slay. <laughs> That's pretty vague. Yeah, walk. I'm not quite sure. Walk um, somewhere. I go to a health store. I haven't been to a lot of the health stores in the West Village, so that could be a fun moment for me that'll take up a lot of my day because actually walking to the west village from lower east side doesn't take as long as i always think it's going to be just because i'm like right on house and it's just a straight shot and if you don't get caught in any of the lights you can get there in like a good 20 25 minutes if you walk fast like me 
Yeah, we love that. Um, yeah, I feel like it's just on the map. It looks like it's longer. Um, I don't know what I'm gonna do. I'm like editing a YouTube video, but I'm gonna also go on a walk. I might go to the pickle guys, and then later I'm gonna go to Williamsburg, I think, to visit um the brand Oddly is at June Shine, and then tonight I'll be going out with Redacted and dancing. So that'll be fun. Fun. Where are you gonna be dancing at? At Jeans. Um, which is a, a night club. Um, there's like a like a 70s kind of disco like love club night, and it's been fun. We've gone to the last few of them, so Cute. yeah. Are you wear I mean, any of your newly thrifted items? I don't know because it's cold outside. Um, so I, I have the whole like summer like skirt vibes going on, but I can't really wear that. So the outfit might give me um some confusion tonight. We'll see. That's okay. Keeps you on yeah. your toes. A new thing to like fixate on and think about, right? Um, you know, last week it was electrolytes. This week it's pants that I like. Fun <laughs> times over here. God, we live really exciting lives, don't we? Fun stuff. Anyway, CMOS girlies, thanks for listening. Um, we'll see you on the meme page and we'll see you next week on the pod. Talk to you then. Bye, guys. <laughs>Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com